and welcome to the Texas Apartment Association's Education Foundation's brand new series, Hints from HR. I'm Blaze Spitaleri, the Business Development Manager with Gemstar Construction, and I'm honored to be launching this TAAEF production to raise awareness about the careers in the apartment industry for the job seeker. We're going to be joined by members of the HR Council, as well as industry HR experts to discuss HR topics. We're going to unveil the curtain and share some up-to-date industry knowledge from our constantly evolving world. For those with careers already in multifamily, we hope this series provides new and creative approaches to building a team. We're going to cover such topics from interviewing, whether that's in person or virtually, resumes, company culture, and many more with an amazing group of guests. Today, I'm joined with the amazing Becca Ramadi and the sensational Nicole Block. Ooh, sensational. Sensational. <laughs> Becca, why don't you start and introduce yourself? Nicole, you can jump right in right after, and we can get this rolling. Sure. Well, I'm Becca Ramadi. I run the Texas <clears throat> Apartment Association Education Foundation, and I'm super happy uh, that Blaze and Nicole join, are joining us today and kicking this off. Thanks, Becca. So uh, my name is Nicole Block, and uh, I'm super excited to be here as well. I'm very passionate about the Education Foundation and, and all things association related, uh, but really happy to be on the HR Council and, you know, hopefully just open up a dialogue. And I think that, you know, once you are um, you're listening today to what we have to say, it'll really tee up the series and what it's all about. And we look forward to your participation as well. And let me just mention what the HR Council is. The HR Council is a group of professionals who um, have HR responsibilities or are in those departments who work with TAAEF to help make sure that the materials that we put out, the uh, messages that we're sending out to job seekers fit with what they do and how they work. We want to make sure that we're um, helping people get into the industry in the right way. We don't want to ask people to write a letter to the CEO as the best way to <laughs> get a job if that's not going to be the best way to get a job. So um, our HR Council is made up of a variety of different companies, big and small. And um, Nicole is a representative for her company on that. And they meet probably quarterly or as needed. And they've been a big help through this whole pandemic time of things shifting and um, very quickly and having people having to change how they do things and what they're doing. And so thank you to all of our HR Council members. So with that being said, that's a perfect segue to, to start this. Uh, Nicole, obviously 2020 has been the most interesting way in, that we can ever imagine kicking off a decade. Uh, yeah. Why are we here today, first off? What are we trying to accomplish? Let's just get that out of the way. Yeah, you know, gosh, so much uh, to, to share, I'd say, Blaze. And, you know, really even pre-pandemic, you know, selecting and, and finding the right talent is one of the most important things that we can do. Um, for our companies, whether it's on the supplier side or on the operator side. And it's something I think that takes a lot more, you know, finesse and training because it's something that's done behind closed doors. You know, it's not something that's modeled to where your manager, you're watching your manager, you know, handle or diffuse a customer service concern. You know, so when it's behind closed doors, it's kind of like that curtain, you know, is, is, is hiding that knowledge. And so when people get in a position where they're responsible for hiring and selecting their talent, there's a little bit of an aversion there because they're just not equipped. And so we've talked about this on the HR council um, and just you know, in general, and as far as our coaching, but I also feel this pandemic has really, you know, flipped our industry and really the whole world on its ear. And it's really been the catalyst for change. 
So when we were talking on the HR Council with Becca um, and, and uh, everyone involved about what's changing, what has changed, what's going to continue to change, it made it more timely to start discussing some of these hints from HR and truly pull the curtain back. You know, I, th- I think that, you know, there's there's really there, there are really some things that we do and ways you can prepare, um, you know, for that interview or for applying or for your resume, whatever that might be. Um, I think that we just really you know, need to, to discuss openly. And so we're hoping with this Hints from HR um, series, we're just opening a dialogue. You know, we're going to talk about several different topics, um, you know, through the next, you know, six weeks-ish. Um, some of it will be driven by you and participation. Um, so please make sure you give us suggestions. But I think why we're here is to really pull back that curtain and to have really poignant conversations um, and just give you guys, you know, just a glimpse into what, um, you know, what we feel is important to find and hire that talent. But to your point about the pandemic, you know, think about what we've had to do and change in our industry as far as our policies, our amenities, um, just we've had to change our processes, our move-ins, our move-outs, touring, you know, virtual, you know, virtual tours. Who would have thought that that would be something that, you know, is really pushed into the forefront. Um, but we had to have that just because necessity is the mother of invention. Um, so I think that, you know, as far as the pandemic, I think it's really made us just become a catalyst. I think it's just pushed us into other realms, maybe faster than we would have normally gone there. That's one of the benefits of it as well, is it really pushed us forward much quicker. And uh, it's having us adapt uh, universally, everybody, all at once, you know, all at the same time. Yeah. gets left behind. And uh, real quick, just to your point before, if, if you have any questions, Becca's going to be monitoring on our live stream. So if you have any questions or you want to pop in any anything for any of us, uh, please do that in the comments section and we'll get to it as soon as we can. Absolutely. Now, Nicole, I, I think also with this, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, we've, we've seen a lot of different creative processes in the resume department as well. Um, one thing that comes to mind to me uh, and maybe I'll save this for a follow-up question if you don't touch on it. But okay. to you right now, let's say in 2020 in general, what what are some things that like stand out to you on a resume to get you to that next step of the interview? Yeah, and I think that this is going to be a topic that we're going to discuss, Blaze, probably in future um, you know future series. But I, but I would kind of hint and kind of tease it a little bit is that you know when we have unemployment that's in the double-digit numbers, we have a a myriad of applications and resumes that are coming our way when we have an open position. And so I think what's changed in 2020 is that, you know, we need to be more strategic about finding skill sets that are aligning with the multifamily industry. So I know that we've all discussed, gosh, over the past, maybe five years ago, you know, I'm kind of guessing there when we really started focusing on other avenues to find people, whether it be hospitality, you know, retail. Um, and so I, those are some of the ones that were key that we started to maybe recruit, you know, for when we were trying to find people in our industry. But but now it's so much, you know, broader than that. And so I think that, you know, when you are preparing your resume, so if we have some people out there, they're looking to join our industry, you know, there's really a lot of parallel skill sets that you're doing probably in your everyday job that will absolutely be able to be applied in multifamily. And I think that when you are building your resume, keeping that in mind that we are a servant, you know, we have a servant's heart. We are customer service. You know, we have a financial component. We are a business, you know, it's problem solving. It's, it's those types of things. Uh, and, and I know that's just kind of a very high level answer to your question. Cause we are going to talk specifically about preparing your resume. Um, two things that come to mind 
uh, is that you have you know, someone who's never been in this industry. So again, what type of skill sets do they need to highlight? But then I would also say for someone who's been in the industry for 20, 25 years, what skill sets do you need to highlight? You know, because if you've been around for a while and you love it, but you've also done a lot of things. So what do you push forward? So there's there are actually challenges on both side of the, sides of the spectrum, excuse me. Um, but then I would also say what we'll discuss is if I'm a hiring manager and I'm looking at, you know, 30 plus resumes to see who I would like to interview, I think we are, we're missing some gems. We're missing some hidden diamonds, right? Because we look at someone who may be working in um, a totally different field. You know, um, maybe they work at, you know, I saw one that came across my desk that worked at PetSmart, you know? And, and so, it, so some people would pass that right up because they, they don't have any leasing experience. But when we sat and talked to that candidate, they had lots of problem solving and they were empowered to make decisions. They were customer centric. Um, they were able to connect the dots and anticipate their customers' needs. And that wouldn't have been something that I probably would have picked up on three or four years ago. But if you're not actively looking for those opportunities, then you potentially can miss them. And, you know, that's really what I'm hoping this series can bring up is for both those searching for a job, because we know because of the pandemic, so many more people are and yeah. people who we want, people who would be great in this industry, who unfortunately you know, uh, a service or a retail job went away. Those are the people that we stop in the elevators at a hotel or at, you know, leave your card with when you pay the bill at a restaurant because we want them and they'd be great in this industry. I hope that this series can help um, give some concrete tips for people on, you know, the resume as an example. How do you talk about those skills and how do you translate them? And then likewise for the hiring managers to, you know, look at that person from PetSmart and think differently about how they may fit in. And, and we have to look outside the box a little bit for what we're looking for. And this is the time to do it. And so we really hope that, you know, both sides of the hiring kind of equation are covered through this series. I don't know if a lot of, uh, if you're receiving a lot of these kind of resumes or anything that makes it stand out, but I think this is going to kind of tie into another topic that we want to, you know, eventually get to and it's company culture as well. Mm -hmm. I think it's highly important for anybody that's seeking a job or seeking a new career or just a different change in their career path to really do their research on the company that they're looking to reach out to. And one way is that they can do that and kind of integrate maybe a way to stand out on your resume. And this is just me thinking outside of the box is possibly video resumes or video cover letters. And maybe mm -hmm. give an example of who the person is before you're just looking at a piece of paper and you're assuming who this person is. Because I know we all, unfortunately, sometimes look at a piece of paper and, and we judge what it is. Like you said, some people might see PetSmart and just say, nope, not happening. Mm -hmm. However, that's not always the case because when you get to know them or when you talk to these individuals, you see their skill sets are really appropriate for exactly what service you're providing. So have you seen anybody kind of be that creative outside of the box, maybe do research on your organization and then maybe make a video or something along those lines to send along with their resume? I haven't seen the video, maybe cover letter uh, for, for, you know, kind of going back to your term there. Um, but I, but I have seen people that have, it, it's clear that they've researched us and company culture is another topic. You're absolutely right. We're going to delve into um, but, but one thing that will be common through all of these series is kind of giving you tips for preparation. 
you know, so again, if you're preparing your resume, what questions should you be asking yourself? Which companies am I sending this to? Again, talking about company culture, you know, what questions should I ask? You know, once I define what I would like to see in my company culture, then what questions do I need to ask in order to to make sure that that I feel comfortable that they deliver that uh, or that I'm a good fit? You know, we always, you know, when we can be our authentic self, that's when we can thrive. And so we have to find a culture that is going to fulfill that part of you, you know, as far as authentically what you bring every single day. So I haven't seen a video, um, but I can tell whenever I am doing lots of web interviews, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> pandemic, hello, what, what did we just talk about? Uh, <laughs> but I will say that as I've seen, you know, um, people and candidates on the web interviews, uh, different levels of preparation, different levels of preparation, what do they know about the you know, position that they're hiring for, the company, the property in some cases. And some have looked up myself. I'm impressed when they, whenever they're like, oh, I looked you up on LinkedIn, you know, XYZ. And I was thinking, okay, like they're, they're really trying to look at the leadership. They're really trying to look at the company, the culture. And I think that that's, I think that's important, you know, but I would also say preparation is key, whether it's preparing to, you know, that, that resume, preparing for the interview, preparing to interview, I think that's where we, I think that's where we struggle. And I think that that's why this series is so important. Yeah. So you just mentioned too on, you know, virtual interviews as well. So we might as well kind of just jump down that rabbit hole real quick. (laughs) So virtual interviews versus in-person interviews. uh, What's changed with them really too? What's the, is, is there etiquette change as well? What do you look for in a, in a virtual setting versus a in-person setting? Yeah, I I think at first, you know, and this is just my perspective, a lot of grace was given because it was something so new, you know, so if someone had connectivity issues or they're, you know, I mean, we all have the thing where the, the camera is pointing up like this or, you know, whatever that might be, right? Um, so I, I think that we've, you know, over the past maybe three, first three months of that, you know, um, we, we gave, gave grace. But I think people, again, are getting more astute. And they're, they're figuring out that it's all about presentation. Me sitting here, I still have to look into the camera. You know, I still have to make sure that I am using, you know, appropriate body language to convey my message. And that doesn't change. That piece of it has not changed whether you are in person with me or whether you are sitting, you know, across the, across the internet, wherever, wherever you happen to be sitting, really. Uh, I think that, you know, I also think that there's there's challenges though with people not being self-aware. I think that's been the, the probably the biggest um, learning lesson that I've heard from several people that interview, um, whether they're interviewing on both sides of the fence, being interviewed or being the interviewee, um, is that they didn't realize how they were coming across, right? Because now we can see each other. We can see that we're staring off over here. We can see that our forehead is the only thing showing. Um, you know, we can see that our background you know, is showing, you know, whatever, all, all the pictures of my children right back here. Um, you know, I think that that's, I, I look at that right now is how self-aware is that candidate or that person that's interviewing for their environment. Um, and I think that that's something probably key that the most people are looking at now because we're kind of coming out of that grace period. You know, I mean, we've been doing this for now, we've been 10 months, nine months in the pandemic. And so the first three months it was, you know, eyes crossed and hold on tight. Um, and then we had to figure out how to get the, the business done. So I would probably say that that self-awareness is a really difficult lesson for some to learn. 
Well, and also things like locking up your dog if you didn't hear mine barking in the in the background or tail wagging on screen. Or I learned a great tip pretty early on that you should put your computer onto a box or something high so that you're looking straight ahead at the camera so you don't get that up the nose or up the forehead right. viewpoint. Absolutely. So that, you know, and I think there's a lot of tips like that that we can cover and share as well. But it really, it makes a big difference how you present yourself and, and it's not just going in in a nice outfit there's right. a lot more to it with your lighting and other things like that well it's truly that body language I mean I, and I think that it is it's I guess I would say I'm surprised at how I really how the interviewing process is really successful now that I feel like I'm still getting you know the results that I am searching for um, by doing it virtually so I, I think that there's like for instance even like panel interviews or whenever we all need, you know, I, I think that um, they're much more effective. And I think that that's the, the pandemic again <laughs> is a catalyst for that. Um, but I, I think that we're going to see more and more of that just moving forward. So that's excellent to hear. So you're saying too, you've definitely seen maybe some of those home distractions kind of subside now throughout the interview process. I guess people got more of a grasp that this is, this is, staying for a a good amount of time it's not just something that we have to throw in audible and yeah yeah, but I think it's I think it's it's scalable so I think for instance you know someone maybe recently was laid off a month ago well they haven't interviewed right they they have not had to interview through this, this entire pandemic so if they're looking for another job or again we're laid off so then they're at zero so I think that's where we have to balance that grace um, because I've been interviewing for seven months like this. So I, so again, the, the comfort level is different, but I will say that as a candidate, that grace is going away. So I think we should have very, very um, poignant conversations when we do a deep dive into this topic in that you need to ensure that all distractions are handled. You need to ensure that you've tested the link and that you can get into the call prior to your interview, just like showing up to make sure you can get to the building, right? It's the same thing. You have to make sure you can access that interview um, and then being self-aware. I can't, you know, I know we see it on Facebook and we see it online, but I can't tell you how many times that the camera has slipped and I see that that person's wearing pajamas, um, you know, to, and it's just interesting to me to where even though, you know, I'm only seeing this and this, you know, what, what's behind, what's below the desk is below the desk. It's, it's just, are you uh, planning for the, unfortunate event where your dog comes running through and you go to grab the dog and then it flips down. I mean, that's happened on more than one occasion, something like that. Right. Uh, so it's just, it, it's just ensuring that you're limiting those distractions. And cause the, again, like I said, the grace period is going away, even though your time to interview might be just starting. And I, I believe that some organizations are still doing in-person <laughs> interviews. Now, and I, I just want to touch base with this really quick. Do you see there's more of a benefit to doing it virtually or more of a benefit to do it in person? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, a lot of that will be company specific. You know, for for me personally, um, I, I want to be able to see the person, but I can do that right here. You know, if I have, you know, if I have a mask over my face and you have a mask over your face and we're sitting socially distant, maybe yelling across the conference room, although no, you guys know I I naturally have a loud voice, but not everyone that I interview with uh, will. So they might have to yell. And how does that strain? Is that again, the goal is for the interviewee and the interviewer to have an understanding of each other. 
right? So if, if it's understanding the company I'm applying for and understanding the candidate that's applying for my position is compromised because you're yelling and there's a mask or a plexiglass thing. And although you're trying, um, sometimes I think that it's form over substance and we probably should just go with what's working. So for me personally, and for our company, um, we would prefer this. Um, I'm not saying we would never interview in person. Um, I would say when I interviewed, you know, um, with my company, I joined them in July. I had several interviews like this, but my very final one um, was in person. But at that point, it was just, you know, just um, just to make sure that we could that we met, and it was, you know, to talk through offers and things of that nature. So it might be a different type of meeting, you know. <laughs> they want to make sure that I was wearing not wearing PJs. <laughs> I think we feel uh, the connection is always the strongest. Yeah. So that's what we, I guess, we seek through our interview processes. And when we're looking for an organization or you're looking for an individual to join that team and how to build those teams, you're really looking for genuine mm-hmm. interactions, genuine connections, and we could achieve that virtually. So I, I'm glad to hear that you've been so successful with it as well, because that's really reassuring to the direction that we're still going to be going in for, right. for a foreseeable future. And maybe we just adapt this totally and go forward with it because then we can, we have such a easier scheduling process then as well. There's no yeah. getting stuck in traffic. There's no getting lost in <laughs> yeah. the building. Like you're saying, just ensuring though, that everyone here that, that's watching this and will watch this is that this series is to prepare you better. You know, we're going to talk through all of these topics really in detail, talking about preparing that resume, preparing for the, you know, the interview process, preparing, you know, part of the part of preparing to, interview is understanding what you want in a culture, understanding what you want in a candidate, you know, and then backing into it to ask the proper questions to get you the answers that you need. You know, this is a selection process on both sides. And it's one that is kind of behind the curtain uh, for the majority of our career until we're responsible for it. And I think we can do better, you know, as an industry to really kind of shed some light on that. So I think that that's, that's what's important for us to to discuss um, as we're talking to several of our just really valuable HR resources in our industry is how do you prepare? And and I think that that's the question. We want you to come away from each one of these with just things that you think about and how you prepare for your next interview to ensure that it is successful, regardless on what side of the camera you're sitting on. Well, thank you so much, Nicole. Becca, do we have any comments coming in? Do you have anything that you would like to touch base on? Well, I would just like to say that, you know, thank you both. Again, this is so helpful. We would sure love to hear from the internet world. Um, On what topics would you like to hear about? Is there something you've been dealing with or an issue you've been coming up against as you're applying for jobs? What, What can we do to help you through this process? And industry folks, what can we do to help you as you're working through this new normal? Um, So we would love to get any suggestions, whether it's, you know, online or directly to one of us, that would be great. Um, You can always email taaes at taa.org or leave a comment through our Facebook page. Um, But we would love to get those comments and those suggestions. And if we have any um, people who feel like they have something to present or to talk about, let us know and we'll see what we can do about that. Yeah. And over the next, you know, over the next six weeks, you'll be able to see, you know, Blaze um, and myself, you know, working with several of our HR resources. If you really are passionate about any of the topics that we've discussed 
today. Um, again, this is just a starting point. You know, this is just a dialogue that we're opening up um, with our industry and beyond. So if you have suggestions, please let us know. And if you are interested in participating in the live series, we'd love to consider you as well. Nicole, such a <laughs> great, vast amount of knowledge that you that you hold. And uh, I, I can't wait for this series to continue and, and kind of uh, opening up your brain a little bit. And uh, thank it's you. It's a scary so much. place. I don't know if you want inside this brain. It's a, it's a scary. Thank place. you so much for joining this first time with me. And, uh, and Becca, of course, thank you so much as well.